the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Welcome in. Kathy Emmons with you from the Word of Him Studios. My on-air partner, John Hall, taking a post-birthday day off. Uh, new Mike in the studio with me, actually, on the other side of the glass in his own studio. New Mike. Hello. I give you greetings today. How you doing? Uh, so, John had a crazy weekend of birthday partying, so much so that he had to call off sick. <laughs> I mean, that's not really true. He actually had a vacation day put in, whatever. Uh, But it wasn't just the John Hall birthday weekend. And if you didn't have a chance to give your birthday greetings to John, please find us on Facebook or Twitter and do so. I put a little post up there over the weekend to celebrate the man. Um, But, Mike, also your fifth wedding anniversary. Yes, yes. Was there champagne, cake, and frivolity? Um, Frivolity? Yes. uh, The rest of none of the above. Oh. But, I mean, we... We didn't. We actually didn't. We're not a dinner and a movie yeah, couple. We right. uh, we rock climb. We'll just we do. We like to do adventurous th- things. So, did, did you do something adventurous? We did. What'd you do? We went to um, a place called Urban Air Four One Two in Cranberry. Okay, and it is a massive indoor trampoline park. It's it's fabulous. It's awesome. We had so much fun. There's there's a zip line, indoor zip line in there. There's Three rock climbing stations. It must be enormous. It's massive. It's huge, and it's uh, it's so much fun. It really is so much fun. And she's she had a ball. That's what she wanted to do. I asked her, "Hey, do you want to go see Avengers Endgame?" Which was which was my pick, right? Because that's what you wanted course, to do, you know. Um, and she said, "No, nah, you know what? I I want to do one of my favorite things, which is jump, rock climb, and zipline." I said, "All right, let's do it." That is so, awesome. That's what we did. Okay, yeah. so that was Saturday. That was Saturday. Yes. Did, did either mm-hmm. one of you get injured? No. Now, I mean, a little bit of scrapes on the knees and the uh-huh. elbows, but other than that. Okay, so I haven't rock climbed a lot recently, um, but every time I have climbed in the past, by the way, let me just tell you that I hate it. And I've <laughs> only done it because so I, I had friends who really wanted me to go. I'm extremely sore afterward. Yeah. What makes you hate it? Just it's um, too much energy everything. involved? No, everything. <laughs> the heights? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. the height is upsetting. Yeah. Um, B, they always say that women are better at it than men because women are more, they have more strength in their right. legs, oh, yeah. right? So, but that makes me feel like I'm a loser because when I can't make <laughs> a climb, then I feel like, you know, I was supposed to be able to do that and yeah. I can't. And it's very disconcerting, the whole thing. <laughs> and the shoes are weird. Well, actually, you just wear socks here. What? Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to wear your shoes. Well, you, you're not allowed to wear shoes. They actually give you specific socks that you have to wear. And there's grips at the bottom of these socks that you don't fall while you're on walking around the concrete. I'm telling you, Kath, uh-huh. I know you don't like it. Yeah. But you should give it a shot. Do you think I should? I think you should. I think how you about end up we do? It. How about we do you and me and John? <laughs> you can belay both of us. <laughs> I think that'd be awesome. That'd be hilarious. All right. In the news today, uh, and I'm reading from the Philadelphia Inquirer. 
A national Muslim group says it will conduct an investigation into an event at a Philadelphia Islamic Center last month during which a group of youngsters sang songs it said were, quote, not properly vetted, calling that, quote, an unintended mistake and an oversight. Youngsters at the Muslim American Society Islamic Center in North Philadelphia are shown in video footage speaking in Arabic during a celebration of Ummah Day, said the Middle East Research Institute, a Middle East monitoring organization. All right, Mike, let's hear some audio of the aforementioned event. All right, so this is in Arabic, not being an Arabic speaker. I'm relying on the translation that was attached to the video. There are four children in the video who are standing in front of the camera, and they are reciting something that they're reading off of a piece of paper. Let me give you the English translation that was provided with the video. It says, we will defend the land of divine guidance. Now, let me say again, these are children who are reading off of a sheet of paper and reciting this in front of a group. We will defend the land of divine guidance with our bodies, and we will sacrifice our souls without hesitation. We will chop off their heads. We will lead the army of Allah, fulfilling his promise, and we will subject them to eternal torture. Back to the article by the Philadelphia Inquirer. While we celebrate the coming together of different cultures and languages, not all songs were properly vetted, said the Muslim American Society based in Washington. This was an unintended mistake and an oversight in which the center and the students are remorseful. MAS will conduct an an internal investigation to ensure this does not occur again. The statement was also posted on the Facebook page of MAS Philadelphia Center late Friday night. MAS has more than 50 chapters throughout the United States, according to its website. Uh, quote, as a faith-based organization dedicated to moving people to strive for God consciousness in a just and virtuous society, we affirm our longstanding position on our shared values of humanity. We stand resolutely in our condemnation of hate, bigotry, Islamophobia, xenophobia, racism, anti-Semitism, and all the illnesses of hate that plague our society, MAS said in its statements. Now, I mean, obviously, this video is disturbing. I mean, nobody wants to see kids reading garbage like this and saying hateful things. Any civilized society would be appalled to see a video like this coming out of a private school in their country, but... Don't misread me. I'm not playing this clip, and Mike didn't play this clip, to cause fear or to get you to hate Muslims. I'm playing it to remind each of us that in our own faith family, we have to be diligent in defending our actual theology when crazy people misrepresent it. Now, I'm not a Muslim scholar, but John and I have talked with a lot of them on this show over the years, and they continuously assert the peace-loving spirit of the average Muslim believer, that what we see from radical Islamists isn't indicative of the everyday garden Muslim. And I got to say, I, I have no reason to dispute that because, A, I don't personally know very many Muslims, and B, I'm a Christian. And I've read with horror the things repeated by members of the Westboro Baptist Church, for example. They claim to be Christians, but their words and their actions are the antithesis of the teachings of Jesus. So... 
when Westboro sent several of their representatives to Oakland last year to spew their hatred on the Pitt and CMU campuses, real Christians showed up. They showed up to protest and disagree and to stand for orthodox Christian teaching and piety so the Oakland community could have the opportunity to see and hear that this splinter group does not speak for the Christian church. And so on this day, after watching this video, after hearing this audio, after hearing this translation, if indeed the words spoken by these children are not representative of Islam, then peace-loving Muslims should stand in protest too, so that we who are on the outside of their faith family can see the real thing. I hope to see it. And I hope for opportunities to see people of differing faiths be able to talk together about what makes them different, because only in dialogue will we be able to introduce people to the Jesus we've come to know and believe and rely on. And so as we watch the situation unfold over the next hours and days, and I'm sure it's going to become like a gigantic media sensation and there's going to be people weighing in on every side and blah, 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 blah. Let me just say this. Let's not resort to fear. But instead, let's resolve as people who follow Jesus to get our own house in order, to be vigilant in defending our faith, and to be constantly aware of how often we fall short in reflecting Jesus. Our theology, what we believe, it matters, and our attitude matters too. Our Savior said he no longer calls us servants because a servant doesn't know his master's business. Instead, he has called his friends. For everything Jesus learned from his Father, he has made known to us. This is my command, he said. Love each other. So let's not disappoint him. This is the ride home. Hey, if you're an employer, a business owner, if you have five to 100 employees, listen up. The cost of doing business continues to skyrocket, strangling your HR department with more regulations, more administrative duties, and more liability than ever. And your health plan, you know it's a big part of that cost. Another year, another 10% rate hike, another $1,000 increase on your deductible, another hospital or doctor you can't go to because they're not in network. So isn't it time for a change? Stop the insanity. Call Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the industry. Put an end to the annual increase. Give your employees a national network that all hospitals accept and reduce your monthly premiums by 20 to 30 percent. It doesn't matter when your renewal is. Marley can help you today. So give them a call. 724-884-1496. That's Marley Financial. 724-884-1496. Or find them online. MarleyFG.com. WORD. Hello, I'm Jack Graham, and I want to personally invite you to join me each weekday for PowerPoint, where we'll get down to the basics of what really matters, life in Jesus Christ. Each day, I'll give you practical, biblical steps for tapping into God's power for successful Christian living. So make plans to join me for a time of spiritual encouragement that will leave you feeling more alive in Christ. PowerPoint, tonight at 930 on 101.5 WORD. 
How does Eden Christian Academy prepare students for success? Through education that ignites the mind and inspires the spirit. From pre-K through 12th grade, through 47 state-certified full-time teachers, and opportunities in sports, the arts, and service to the community. With results like SAT scores 200 points over the national average. Schedule a tour at any of Eden's three North Hills campuses and see what the area's largest non-denominational Christian school has to offer at EdenChristianAcademy.org. They didn't teach us this in Bible college. A family in my church has asked me to help with their son who's addicted to heroin. They're in a serious crisis, and I'm so busy with everything else at the church. How do I help them? For over 50 years, Western Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge has come alongside local pastors to help them in the fight against addiction in their congregations. Call 724-265-4100 now. Western Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge, bringing wholeness to the hopeless. Most clubs you join require an initiation fee or a club membership, but not the Word FM Discount Shopping Club. No, in our club, you save as much as half. That's right, 50% on gift certificates and items from local local restaurants, health services, and much more. All from the comfort of your computer or smartphone. Log on now to wordfm.com slash shopping. And I'll see you at the club. Thank you. so good oh my who is that mike Colin again what a great band (laughs) oh my gosh it's a classic it really is i love it oh ladies we have a night for you mike you're gonna be there aren't you Uh, come on sorry mike's gonna be there i'm gonna be able to convince him of it ladies night coming (laughs) out for all of you ladies friday june 21st 2019 doors open at 5 30 p.m we're gonna have dinner we're gonna laugh and we are going to welcome in one of my very favorite people on earth sherry lynn has been a radio professional for well over a decade she has her degree in communications as well as biblical studies and she's a writer a comedian a playwright and a former youth pastor she wrote and produced a comedy dvd entitled the very funny church comedy show Together We Laugh. She wrote and starred in the musical stage play The Bold and the Sanctified, starring American Idol star Ruben Studdard, and recently authored the book I Want to Punch You in the Face, but I Love Jesus, the ultimate PMS companion book. She is the producer of the nationally syndicated Brent Hansen Show, but she's really at heart a Pittsburgh girl. Please would you welcome Sherry Lynn. Sherry, how are you, my friend? I'm good, Cass. Good to talk to you. Okay, so first of all, are you a Cool in the Gang fan? I have to tell you that really, I was not ready. I know <laughs> when it started playing, I was mm-hmm. like, "Okay, we're doing this for real." Yes, we are. We are. We in our pre-show meeting, Mike was like, "So, what do you want to play when Sherry Lynn comes in?" And all of a sudden, it came to me. I was like, "Well, what the heck else are we going to play?" I mean, it's ladies' night. Okay, perfect. All right, it's perfect. Okay, so Sherry, you live in Florida. Um, you've lived. You've lived in different parts of the country, but you're born and raised. I mean, you're a Pittsburgh girl. I'm right about that. I am always a Pittsburgh girl. I am always mm-hmm. repping black and gold no matter where I go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and there's haters, as everybody knows, and that's fine. Yeah, but, but yeah. we don't need to even, Pittsburgh. we don't need to acknowledge the haters, Cher. No, no, no. Haters gonna hate, as the children say. 
So, uh, no, I'm a Pittsburgh girl through and through, and I make sure that's known everywhere I go. And we're so excited because you're going to be the headliner at this year's Ladies' Night Out, which I said is going to be coming up in June. Uh, June 21st is the night, Friday. Doors open at 5.30. There's a VIP dinner where you can sit down and talk with Sherry yourself. Program begins at 7 p.m. We're going to have a terrific time. I'm going to drag John Hall and New Mike there. I don't care what they say, just so we can, <laughs> I don't know, make a mockery of or something. I don't know what we'll do, but it'll be really fun. Anyway, Sherry, so Ladies' Night Out. Now, for people who grew up knowing Knowing you in Pittsburgh or have listened to your syndicated show or whatever, they might not realize that comedy is where your heart is. Comedy is where my heart is. And I, I really, really believe, I say this all the time, I take it so seriously, which is, it feels like an oxymoron. I do take comedy very seriously. I take it very seriously for the body of Christ, right? When, when the Bible says that the, that the joy of the Lord is our strength, I believe that with everything. And I think uh, unfortunately, what we've done in the churches is we've made this kind of delineation between uh, solemn uh, and spiritual. That's what that is. Mm-hmm. And then if we laugh, that's okay, but then we go back to the spiritual. Whereas I think laughing is one of the most spiritual, faith-drenched uh, things that you can do. And so I, I do take it very seriously. And, Kath, I have been working on new material, honestly, working on new material, working on new stuff, and had opportunities to do it in other places mm-hmm. and kept saying to myself, I wish I could do this at home. <sighs> like I want the first, oh, this is on, I, 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 I want to do it at home first and then other, you know, other places. And doggone it, if those other places didn't fall through and then you guys called me and say, Hey, do you want to do a ladies night? And I was like, God is so perfect and gives us the desires of our hearts. Cause everything that I've been working on and kind of honing, I wanted to come home first and do it. So I get to do that. That is absolutely perfect. We cannot wait. Ladies Night coming out at the end of June, Friday, June 21st. I'm talking to comedian and radio professional Sherry Lynn. So, Sher, for people who've never come to Ladies Night, I mean, they're thinking, well, what's the big deal? I can just, you know, watch some kind of, you know, comedy thing on Netflix. No, there's there's a camaraderie when we all get to be in the room together. Um, I just did a, a ladies' day conference in Chicago uh, a few weeks ago, and there's just something special in the room when we're all together. Um, when I'm doing material and it's all women in the room, because we all have that kind of intuitive thing. I don't, not that I have to spell it out for guys. Sorry, Mike. Um, but uh, <laughs> I don't no have worries. to spell certain things out. It's just. You know what? It, it, we just have that thing together, sure. that sisterhood, that camaraderie. And like, if you if you're coming with you know five, eight, ten of your friends, it's just so special, and, isn't and it? It makes what, it fun. It does. It makes it fun. And I have really, again, it sounds um, it sounds weird, but I've really been praying, like God, I want this to be that night um, that you know, whether it's a single mom or, you know, wife and a mother, a stay-at-home mom or, you know, VP of whatever company, and you just have all that stress that you carry every day. I just want this to be the night where you just breathe and you just laugh and it doesn't matter how you look and you're not trying to impress anyone. Uh, You're just coming to have a good time and there's something really special about that. I can't wait. We're talking to Sherry Lynn, producer of the nationally syndicated Brant Hansen Show. She wrote and produced a comedy DVD entitled The Very Funny Church Comedy Show, Together We Laugh. She wrote and starred in the musical stage play The Bold and the Sanctified, starring American Idol star Ruben Studdard, and recently authored the book, which is so 
funny and has the best cover of the year. I want to punch you in the face, but I love Jesus, the ultimate PMS companion book. All right, Sherry, there is a crisis right now in America, and the crisis is that we take ourselves way too seriously. Yeah. I mean, you spend five minutes on Twitter and you want to like be in a in a dark closet with a bag over your head in despair. <laughs> it's true. And, and I know people want to uh, paint, quote unquote, religious people that way. But it is everyone. It is. It, it, you know, it's not as if the religious people or the uptight ones and everyone else is, uh, you know, uh, easygoing. That's not true. Everyone is so uptight. And, and I think it's such an opportunity for believers in Jesus to be the ones with joy, because where is joy right now? True joy. Right. Yes. Where, where is it? Yeah, you for can't us f- to have right. joy and a levity, it's a great opportunity for us, right? We, we, get, we should be able to show that, because I've said in, in uh, stand-up before, if God is Alpha and he's Omega, if we believe that, how could the middle not be funny? <laughs> like, if you know he started it and you know he's going to end it, how can we be so unbelievably tense in the middle if we really do believe he is who he said he is. That is so true. I mean, if you're looking, I, I want to give people advice, and that is lighten the heck up. Yeah. <laughs> Just I mean, breathe a little bit. I mean, what? Laugh a little bit. I My mean, goodness. Good golly. Okay, we're asking you to, ladies to get all your friends together and set aside Friday, June 21st for Ladies Night Out, produced by Word FM. We're so excited to welcome Sherry Lynn back to Pittsburgh. We're so excited to hear new material specifically for women. And Sherry, one of the funniest, I mean, you, you have done so many funny things over the years, um, but you combining your love of comedy with your love of music and your <laughs> astute and funny observations on the difference differences between white and black have been <laughs> literally have been not just like illustrative teaching moments, but just downright funny for like over a decade. Oh, well, I appreciate that. And it's very intentional. And I will have music there that night. So this is not just me with a microphone, even even though hopefully that would be Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Talk about the music. What's happening? Yeah, I will have music there. I'll have a band there. I'll have singers there. And we'll do fun stuff and skits and all of that kind of stuff. So I, I really do have like a fun, interactive, musical comedy kind of please tell me please tell me there'll be an mj tribute so you can get yourself into really (laughs) deep water please i'm not ready for that no you're not no yeah no not we're not in the pitchforks yet (laughs) pitchforks and torches (laughs) (laughs) i can see the news on wcx now (laughs) <laughs> this is a riot. <laughs> Word FM ladies night. <laughs> no, not that. <laughs> All right. We're talking to comedian Sherry Lynn. We've got ladies night coming up, produced by Word FM Friday, June 21st. Okay. So Sherry, I, you know, I said this lightheartedly at the beginning, but I think I want to bring up again, just the fact that being at a comedy show in person, in community is different than watching, you know, John Mulaney on, on Netflix. It really is a different experience. And so for people who have enjoyed watching whoever online, Coming to a comedy show, it's just fun because you're all there together. You're there together. You're laughing to get together. It's a shared experience. And there's something special in the room. Uh, it's just, it's hard to explain. It's one of my favorite things is when we can come together and laugh together. In times past, I've done it 
and been very specific about the mixing of the uh, of the congregation, the audience, so to speak, of uh, different races and, and different you know backgrounds because there's something unifying and something freeing about laughing together. And again, the Bible tells us that laughter is like a medicine. And it also tells us that it's strength, the joy of the yeah. Lord that it, it is our strength. And so I think when when we forfeit that, when we act as if it's just kind of a side thing that you can, you know, watch on YouTube here or there or whatever, um, we, we're actually forfeiting strength. I think that that's something that the enemy has tricked us into doing is uh, when we don't walk in this joy, uh, we, we are forfeiting our strength in life. So I really believe that. And there's some kind of camaraderie that happens in the room that it's just, it's hard to describe, but it's, it's, uh, it's fantastic. Well, I, for one, cannot wait. Coming up Friday, June 21st, doors open at 5.30 p.m. VIP dinner with Sherry Lynn at 6 p.m. Program begins at 7 p.m. It's Word FM Ladies Night Out 2019. Get your tickets now, wordfm.com. It's that time of year. Red Nose Day is back at Walgreens. You can collect all five of the new Everyday Hero Red Noses today and help end child poverty. With your purchase of a Red Nose at Walgreens, you're making a real impact on the lives of children in need. Walgreens. Trusted since 1901. Jen had a very busy day today. Really busy. First, she dropped her kids off at daycare. Then she had a few minutes before yoga class for a coffee. Small latte, please. And then... She saved a few lives. Nurse, two units, O negative. One, an injured child. Another, a cardiac patient. And then, a premature baby. All because Jen logged on to bloodsciencefoundation.org and made a financial donation. There, done. You see, local blood donors provide only about half of what is needed to treat patients. The other half has to be purchased and relies on financial donations from people like you. And Jen. Ooh, cake pops. So, what have you done today? To make a financial donation that saves lives, visit bloodsciencefoundation.org. Blood Science Foundation. Giving from the heart. Dentistry, in my opinion, shouldn't be a fear-inducing experience. And it really, I think, goes a long way for patients when I'm able to develop that one-on-one relationship with them. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Graduation Day is finally here. Celebrate their achievement and leave the catering to Bistro to Go in the Northside. From backyard family gatherings to glitzy affairs, their simply delicious creations are sure to impress. Fresh, unique, and artistically displayed. From crisp salads and fresh fruits to gorgeously grilled chicken or beef and delectable desserts with vegan and gluten-free options. Reasonably priced, fully staffed, delivered, or ready to go. Celebrate success with Bistro to Go at bistroandcompany.com. Do you dream of owning your own home? Dollar Bank's free Mortgages for Mothers workshop can show you how to break the rent cycle. You'll learn the right way to home ownership with a plan to strengthen your savings and create less debt. You can even get help with restoring bad credit. Join Lynn Hayes Freeland and Dollar Bank at the free Mortgages for Mothers Home Buying Workshop Saturday, May 11th at 9 a.m. at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center. Child care will be available. To register, visit mortgagesformothers.com today. Dollar Bank, equal housing lender. Today's world craves leaders. Leaders with vision, moral character, and independent thinking. Leaders aren't born, they're made. And since 1986, Rama Christian School in Moon has laid the foundation that makes leaders. 
through academic and extracurricular activities designed to be as instructional as they are competitive, through mission and service opportunities, arts and athletics, an independent school where pre-K through 8th grade students are formed to become the independent leaders of tomorrow. Schedule a tour at ramachristianschool.org. We'll stay nice through this evening. It'll be mainly clear tonight with a low of comfortable 54. Then tomorrow you'll see sun that mixed with clouds. The high will be 73. Watch out for a shower and thunderstorm in the area during the afternoon. Mostly cloudy with a shower in spots tomorrow night. The low will be near 50. Wednesday we're still on the warm side, but mostly cloudy with a shower. High near 70. Clouds, couple showers, and a thunderstorm for Thursday with a high 74. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Frank Strait. Hey, Avengers Endgame has continued its global domination at the box office, second week in a row um, that it has been at the top of the list. But the interesting thing is the blockbuster has crossed the $2 billion mark in record time. It has unseated Titanic as the highest, as the second highest grossing film ever worldwide. And the only thing that tops it is Avatar. By the end, I have to believe it's going to take over. And will it take over the top spot before or after New Mike actually gets to see it? Yeah. Yeah, really, that's the question. I haven't seen it either yet. Anyway, so Endgame topping the list. Later in the program, we're going to talk about how watching Avengers Endgame could actually be good for you. All right, we'll look forward to that. And Dr. Jack Graham coming up. He's walking into the studio in just a minute. Can't wait to talk to him. It's next on today's Ride Home. Moms, wow, aren't they special? Doesn't that word just warm your heart and make you feel loved? Hi, it's me, Marcia, from The Spring House, and I am so blessed to get to work side-by-side with my mom every day in our family business. And right now, my mom and I are planning for a special day for you and your mom on Mother's Day. Every year on Mother's Day, we barbecue chicken quarters over the open pit outside with our secret butter sauce. Baked beans, corn pudding, coleslaw, macaroni salad, ho-ho cake, and more will abound inside to go along with that tasty, tender chicken. When I was a teenager and we first started cooking for crowds, all my mom wanted for Mother's Day was for us five kids to help get ready to make this a special day for our guests. So bring your family and come hungry to enjoy the wonderful farm-fresh meal that we started all those years ago. Oh yeah, live music and free cones for moms too. Let us share a little of our farm with you. The Spring House in 84 PA, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. You can really save time and energy by using Walmart's grocery pickup and delivery. Delivery. To start, use the Walmart Grocery app or order online. Pickup is free and can be at an exact time. There's a small fee for delivery, but you can pick the one-hour window if you want. And Walmart staff selects the best items for you no matter what it is. Fresh foods, bulk items, doesn't matter. There's a money-back satisfaction guarantee. And you can use the code WOWFRESH for $10 off on $50 or more. It's totally a great service. Walmart Grocery Pickup and Delivery. It's quick, easy, and convenient. As parents, you're dedicated to seeing your kids live out God's call for their lives, to enter adulthood with discernment, integrity, biblical values, and the ability to thrive in work that's meaningful, to not only make wise and faithful decisions, but defend them as well. At Cornerstone Prep in West Mifflin, pre-K through 12th grade students thrive in an environment that fosters biblical discipleship and authentic education. Cornerstone Prep, ready for life at cornerstoneprep.net. 
happy to be in the studio today with Dr. Jack Graham. Now, Jack's voice for the UWord FM listeners, WPIT listeners, is going to sound very familiar to you, but let me give you a little bit of background. Jack's the pastor of Prestonwood Baptist Church, one of the nation's largest congregations. He's a noted author of numerous books, including Man of God, Unseen, and his newest book, which is called Angels, Who They Are, What They Do, and Why It Matters. His biblical teaching is heard, as I said, on PowerPoint Ministries on Word FM on 96.5 FM and 7.30 AM WPIT, and of course, across the country and throughout the world. He has served as Honorary Chairman of the National Day of Prayer and as President of the Southern Baptist Convention, the largest Protestant denomination in the country, with at last count 16 million members. Dr. Jack Graham, welcome in. Thank you very much. Great to be in Pittsburgh. So happy to have you. Now, have you been to Pittsburgh before? Yes, way back in the 80s, uh, back at Three Rivers Stadium oh, days, wow. okay. and uh, because we were talking baseball yes, a little earlier, and we I'm looking were. forward to out to see the Pirates. Oh, my gosh. Uh, play the Rangers, as a matter of fact, come tomorrow night. But yeah, back uh, back in the 1980s. It's been too long since I've been in Pittsburgh, way too long. Um, but it's great to be back. We've got yeah. wonderful friends here, and, and clearly the the, uh, the opportunity to be on the station and preach the gospel and teach God's word. We love it. Well, it's wonderful. You know, for those of us who listen to the station, or like New Mike and I, we work here every day, it's wonderful to see a face that we can put with the voice. Well, thank you very much. Um, you've been here for a long time. You've affected people in Pittsburgh in marvelous ways, and so we're grateful for that. Yeah, I uh, preached yesterday at the brand new Vintage Church in uh, the Pittsburgh area, and uh, Pastor Rob Wilton began the church, and uh, met a number of PowerPoint uh, listeners yeah. uh, at the church who showed up, and uh, they're involved in in this new ministry. Mm-hmm. And so everywhere we go, we get the opportunity to meet friends who uh, enjoy our program and are blessed by it. And uh, one thing I love about radio, in particular. As compared to other forms of media, it it uh, it is portable. It goes everywhere yes. people go, and whether it's in a car or at uh, you know your workout facility or wherever you may be, uh, your home, uh, it it becomes almost a little sanctuary where it's just you and God's word and and uh, the spirit of God at work. And uh, and I've observed over the years that radio, our friends uh, on PowerPoint who listen to us on the radio are uh, very engaged uh, mm-hmm. and and just responding and so you feel like you know people even though you may have never met them right and radio is a personal medium yeah you know i mean i know television is important because you have the visual attached to it but i think the reason that radio is more personal is because there isn't a visual and because you can as you said you can be talking to people while they're working out or while they're doing dishes or while they're mm-hmm. helping their kids with their homework and tv kind of demands all of your attention where radio it can just be with you when you're doing the other things you have to do in a day yeah i'm actually old enough to remember transistor radios sure so because am I. uh back in the day I, we were talking baseball again earlier and uh, i would listen to harry Carey do the st louis cardinal uh-huh. games over my transistor radio so uh, some of my earliest memories you know is hiding my radio uh, under my pillow where I could listen to ball games when I was turned, told to go to bed. But so you could take it anywhere. Uh, and uh, but just thinking, you know, as a kid, imagining what was happening on the field, mm-hmm. you, you, you could hear the crack of the bat right. and, and the, the, the announcer, Harry Carey or whomever, calling the play. And uh, I envisioned that. So to me. Uh, radio, especially when you're teaching the Bible, it gives people an opportunity to think perhaps more deeply than just sliding by uh, with with 
the next shot on the camera. Sure, sure. Yeah. Now let us in on your thought process. You know, as I was thinking about our conversation today, I thought you're a pastor of a very large church, mm-hmm. but those are people that you're seeing on a physical basis. You might, you're not going to see the same people every week, but you're seeing those people. They're looking back at you when you're talking. What, how different is it when you recognize that your congregation is way bigger than that? And you've got people who are relying on you and looking to you for guidance, who listen to you on the radio, who see you on television, who live in different countries. I mean, how does that change how you pastor those people? Throughout uh, my life preaching, I've always tried to focus on the word and what the Bible is actually saying. So it's not that I don't pay attention to who's right in front of me, whether it is our congregation or those who listen after uh, by the radio through television or otherwise. Uh, so in that sense, I don't spend a lot of time, frankly, thinking about uh, who's my audience, who's listening. Um, I'm aware of it. I'm sensitive to it. I care about it. But my my goal always is to focus on the Bible, what mm-hmm. God's Word says, what I'm teaching, and how to communicate that most effectively because I believe if I stay focused on Christ, he said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all into myself. So if I stay focused on Christ and the gospel, uh, I just want to preach Jesus and teach the Bible. And yeah. so I don't spend a lot of time trying to figure out how can I be a, a television or radio preacher. I'm, that's not the way I think mm-hmm. of myself. I'm a pastor. Uh, that's that's who I am. That's what I've always. So in, in, in that sense, I, I hope that people who listen feel that they're not only hearing preaching, but they're hearing a pastor's voice, uh, a shepherd's voice who's done this uh, quite a bit now, a long time now. And uh, so the legitimacy of, of the message comes not from me or my style necessarily, but it comes from the Word of God, the testimony mm-hmm. of Jesus. And people respond. Uh, what we hear from from listeners here is thank you for standing up for God's Word. Thank you for standing for truth. Thank you for preaching the Bible. Thank you for telling us about Jesus. Thank you for your focus on evangelism, those kinds of things. And and it really, I've always viewed our, our media PowerPoint as just an extension of the pulpit of our church. Mm-hmm. And, and so now the pulpit is wider and broader than we could have ever imagined. I never set out to do this, but the the viewer or the listener is in with us and hopefully i do it in such a way that that brings people in Mm. yep well then talk about the rise of the celebrity pastor because what you're saying is the antithesis oftentimes of what people look at as i want to go to be at his church Mm -hmm. or i want to go you know and so so you have people who are the heads of large churches who are large media ministries who end up in difficult circumstances because they've reached a power position and it's too much for a person to manage. Well, uh, and of course, yeah, I've been around a few years okay, now. And unfortunately, have, yeah. we've seen some guys go up and come down, go up like rockets and come down like rocks. And it's always sad. I, I regret that. But it's just, you know, you can't ever make the message about you. Yeah, and so, that's, about so you your, think that's the key. Uh, to me, it's the key is just re- deflect all of that uh, all the praise and all the criticism, yeah. you know, just be willing uh, to 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 preach the word of God with integrity and not compromise the message. Uh, I've, I've never one time as you know, you know, said, oh, you know, if I say that, then it might offend 
a parishioner. It might offend a listener. Again, I try to be sensitive. I try to say things in, in ways. I don't want to be offensive. The gospel may be offensive at times to people when you talk about issues of truth, but I don't want my personality to be offensive, but if the message is offensive, then so be it. Mm -hmm. But you speak the truth in love, and if you balance as Jesus came in grace and truth, it says Christ came, John 1, in grace and truth, so you're you're offering truth, but you're also giving it uh, in grace, then people are responsive. And um, so those, you know, I, I would just say to everyone who's listening right now, you know, just keep your focus on, on Jesus and because a pastor, a minister may let you down, mm-hmm. unfortunately. That can happen, has happened, uh, but keep your eyes on the Lord. And, and on the other hand, I say to pastors, I've got a group of young pastors meeting me here uh, this week in Pittsburgh. I'll say to them, you have a higher standard. You have an opportunity and an obligation. Uh, that's why James says, don't let there be many teachers among you, because you're going to be held to a higher standard and so every pastor every church leader should welcome that Mm -hmm. and live accordingly in the power of god's spirit yeah and this is our chance to stand for jesus we only have a certain number of days on the earth it is and uh we of course know it seems uh all the gates of hell have been Mm -hmm. open wide right now and i mean every generation has its own challenges but increasingly as we move towards final hours of human history, we're, we're seeing more and more violence, more and more hate, all the things predicted by Jesus and Paul and the rest. And so it's time to put the light in the darkness. Yeah. So let's stand and do that, right? Talking to Dr. Jack Graham, pastor of Prestonwood Baptist Church, heard here on Word FM and at 96.5 FM and 7.30 AM WPIT and across the country and throughout the world on PowerPoint Ministries. Uh, Jack, let's talk about the country. Um, these are hard times. It's hard to see the division. Uh, it's hard to see the lack of conversation that can occur between people of differing uh, points of view. We see it in politics. We see it in the church. We see it across denominations. We see it different theological perspectives. Um, how do you see this time? And what's the challenge for those of us who are attempting to follow Jesus? It is a big challenge. And the lack of civility uh, is really that's, that's a big word for me. And uh, the lack of civility and kindness, just pure uh, kindness and tenderness and, and love. Uh, I, I'm most concerned about divisions in the church. I'm a, I'm a Baptist guy, and uh, and yet I am uh, – the Bible says I'm a companion of all of them who fear you. And so I'm, I work to build bridges to people across denominational lines, even within our own denomination. I'm, as you mentioned, I'm a Southern Baptist, and we've had our share of, of divisions. But uh, it's – if, if we stay anchored uh, to Scripture, if we stay uh, connected to local churches, um, to me, the, the local church, done the right way, is, is the answer in every community mm-hmm. to the problems we face politically and otherwise. And because when it's all said and done, God's people, uh, Christians – who are in churches ended up end up doing the great work that crosses all the lines and it's Christians that show up when there's a hurricane it's Christians mm-hmm. who are there when there's a disaster and long after the cameras are gone by the way they're still there serving and it's churches that are in those communities every single day doing great work mm-hmm. unreported and so while you know social media and media in general you know 
highlights all the all the tough stuff the bad things that are going on in our country there's so much good work You're being so done right by christians that. and i mean just this you know this ministry the radio ministry uh, that you have and the con- connect you have with this community being light in the darkness when i was a a little boy i used to early days of television i was born in 1950 so i was a child in the 50s and there was a preacher on television a, a, a catholic bishop by the name of fulton j sheen and i was fascinated even though I, here i am a little bad Baptist boy growing up in Arkansas, my mother would often get on me for watching this Catholic guy on television, but I was fascinated. But what fascinated me by Fulton J. Sheen was the opening of his program because it was a, a, a dark screen. It was only black and white, of course, in those days, but a dark screen and a hand would appear, strike a match and light a candle. And then a voiceover which said, better to light a candle than to curse the darkness. And somehow that got in me as a, as a child, as a very young Christian, uh, and then later as a, a man called to preach that we overcome evil with good. I learned that that little saying, better to light a candle than to curse the darkness, is really in the scripture. It's Romans twelve twenty one. Mm-hmm. Don't be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. And, and we, uh, in, in our generation, the only way we're going to overcome all the evil we see around us is by the good, and the greatest good is the good news, mm-hmm. the gospel of Christ, and the good people of God who do good works for him. So mm-hmm. I've just spent my life trying to light some candles, mm-hmm. and uh, as Robert Louis Stevenson told uh, his father one day in Old England, they were it was a lamplighter out there working and lighting those candles in the lamps, and uh, the little boy said, uh, little Stevenson said, uh, see, Daddy, a man is punching holes in the darkness. And so God has called us to punch holes in the darkness. And so if we stay focused on Christ and the message of love and light, then we can only change it by touching the near edge of some great need. We can only change it by changing our communities. And if our voice is heard, let it be uh, a voice that connects people instead of drives them away. Mm, isn't that the truth? Talking to Dr. Jack Graham, pastor of Prestonwood Baptist Church, and heard here on Word FM and at 96.5 FM and 730 AM WPIT. Uh, Jack, aren't we privileged to live where we are in the world, um, in the place we're living, um, for all sorts of reasons, because it's a it's a ripe time for sharing the gospel. It's every day is a new day for us to, to engage with our culture and to see how God is moving and doing new things. But we get to enjoy things like baseball. Ah. You know, I, I mean, I was just watching the game yesterday. We had a terrific pirate game here yesterday um, that was one in the 13th inning on a walk-off. And as I was watching the game, you know, when there's a walk-off, there's just this sense of you just can't stop smiling. And I was watching it on TV, so I had to go back and watch it three times, you know, because once wasn't enough. You have to enjoy it and enjoy it and enjoy it. Good Th- for there's you. There's something, though, about, you know, we, we have our needs met. We have food. Mm-hmm. We have clean water. We're able to, to focus on a game, but it's a game that you grew up loving. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about baseball. Why did it capture your heart? Well, favorite subject, and I'm very impressed with uh, your baseball IQ, just talking. And here it is. Yeah, I can tell you love it. Well, started playing as a little boy and went on to be a college player. Um, Where did you play? I played at Hardin-Simmons University out in West Texas. Okay. And, and what uh, position did you play? I was play? a second baseman shortstop. Okay. And so from my earliest memories, I had a bat and a ball and a glove oh. in my hand. And so 
growing to love it as a kid and dreaming like many of my generation, hopefully in this generation too, of one day playing in the big leagues and, yeah. and just all the great dreams of, of that. It's just such a great game. Uh, and even to this day, I'm, you know, I'm a Texas Ranger fan because I'm from Dallas Fort Worth area and love the Rangers, but it's one of my breaks when, you know, as a pastor, every pastor needs to be able to take some breaks, some mental breaks and, and mm-hmm. do some things that they enjoy. And, you know, I've been a pastor now the same church for 30 years. I was ordained when I was 20 years of age. So now, you know, I'm coming up on, uh, what's that? 48 years as mm-hmm. a pastor and minister and preacher. So you have to balance your life and baseball, uh, the game, helps keep me balanced so i can go to the ballpark in arlington uh, globe life park and chill out and watch the ball game and love it cheer maybe scream at the umpire if i need to do that uh but no it's it's just a great game and the thing about baseball i mean i know you're big steeler fans up here in hockey and those are fast-paced games and i like football like i like those games but but baseball is more leisurely and Mm -hmm. people say well baseball's boring no you're boring if you don't like baseball (laughs) Because boring is, 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 is because you don't understand it. It's right. a thinking man's and yes. a thinking woman's game, yes. right? You're absolutely and right. And so you, if, if you know baseball, you will love it. I see things on a baseball field. I probably, God only knows how many baseball games I've seen, uh, television or live. And yet I still see things from time and again that I never, never saw, saw seen before. On the base. Like right. we turned a double play in Texas the other day. A guy, our third baseman, filled a ball. It literally knocked him on the seat of his pants. He threw from uh, his backside to second for one on to first for the double play. I don't think I'd ever seen that. So it's just things happen in baseball if you pay attention yeah. uh, that you can enjoy. And, and it's great for families. Uh, now, you know, my sons would go to ball games with me and daughter and now our grandchildren. Oh, isn't that uh, wonderful? So, you, you know, and, and, and it's not the same taking a kid to an NFL game. No, it's or, not the same. Or an NHL and it's not game. The, even the same atmosphere. No, not at all. Uh, and, and so typically the atmosphere of a ballpark is again, leisurely, it's likable and, uh, it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. And who doesn't love a hot dog with their dad or their kids sure. at the ball game? Sure. Now you told me before we went on the air, um, that you had seen the Pirates play, yeah. uh, in St. Louis. Yeah. When you were t- talk about that. So that was my first major league game. And I don't even know how my dad afforded it. Uh, he put together the money. We got on the train. We had moved to Fort Worth, Texas at that time. We got on the train in Fort Worth and went to St. Louis. My dad had figured out, found out some way. Uh, didn't have social media then. I don't know how he found out, but the pirates were staying at the Chase Park Plaza Hotel in St. Louis. So we got rooms there. So I'm 10 years old at this time, running around the lobby. And then the players would just sit around and have breakfast and read the paper in the you lobby. Just, and you could just so walk I up had to them? pieces of paper and, you know, Chase Park Plaza uh, stationery that I, and I was having everyone sign, you know, all the players. The pirates were world champions at that point. Sure. Mazeroski had hit the home run to beat the Yankees in the World Series. Glorious moment. Yes. And, and so I'm, I'm meeting Mazeroski. I'm meeting Bill Verdon. Uh, but and, uh, the, the main one was Roberto Clemente. And interestingly enough, I had, I got Roberto's, uh, signature on one piece of stationery. All the others were just grouped. I had 20 on one page. But for some reason, it was sheer luck. I had Roberto's on one piece of stationery. Oh and that is goodness. now framed with his 1960 card in my, in my uh, television room where I've got all my baseball that memorabilia. That's so terrific. Yeah, what a so great Roberto, story. great, great player, the first Hall of Famer from Puerto Rico and Latin player. So wow. loved him. 
Now, I saw a photo of you yesterday or the day before. You were in front of the Cathedral of Learning in Oakland, mm-hmm. and you had been eating at the Porch, which is a restaurant that I personally yep. love. Yep. You know that, that that Forbes Field was right where you were eating. I did not know that. It was right there. It, is, of course, has gone on into the you know into the history bin, but that is exactly where you were sitting, and you were probably only 50 yards from where Mazeroski's ball went out. That makes me very happy. There's the the brick wall, which was the the outfield of Forbes Field, is still there and it still has the number. Okay, I got to go see that. You have to see. I'm staying there downtown near there, so I'm going to go see where that is. So the 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 wall is there. The wall is there. The wall is there, and you can see it. And I was a second baseman, so I loved Masaroski. Are you kidding me? Listen, if you need a guide, (laughs) I'll take you there. This has been such a pleasure, Jack. Uh, Thank you so much. Thank you, my pleasure. Yeah, this has been Dr. Jack Graham. His uh, maybe what third time in Pittsburgh. Uh, second time. Second time. Only the second time. Oh, my goodness. I'll tell you what. You're going to have a great time. I'm coming back for sure. Fantastic. We're so happy to have had Jack Graham here. All the information about Jack you can find on our website, johnandkathyshow.com. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term providers help thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-444-2013. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-2013. 800-444-2013. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville for the extreme in all of us at extremetruck.net. Why a classical Christian education? Because kids learn differently at different ages. Through grammar, we grasp the building blocks of knowledge. Logic teaches how those building blocks relate. Then rhetoric helps us communicate what we know. For over 50 years, Trinity Christian School has intentionally applied this classical approach to education with great success. It's just one reason why they're consistently ranked among the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County. Trinity Christian School at trinitychristian.net. Here is your new Pella Lifestyle window when open. Here it is, closed. The new Pella Lifestyle Series is the number one performing wood window and patio door for sound control, energy efficiency, and value. Keep the outside noise outside. More peace and better rest for your family. Exceptional noise control for a quieter home. For a limited time, get 50% off installation and 12 months no payments, no interest. Call 888-77-PELLA, PellaPittsburgh.com. If you missed any of the portions of the first hour of today's ride home, you can always find us on iTunes where we have our podcast. Look us up on our website, johnandkathyshow.com. 
And uh, look ahead to the second hour and the five o'clock hour today because I'm so excited to talk to Adam Savage. Adam Savage is one of the uh, the brainiacs behind Mythbusters. I don't think there's a Mythbusters episode I have not seen. I loved the show. I ate it up. And uh, Adam's got a new book out that is so much fun to read. Listen, if you are a creative, if you like to build stuff, whether it's building a poem or it's building a building, you will love every tool's a hammer. Life is what you make it. So the Mythbusters, Adam Savage will be with me a little after five o'clock uh, this afternoon. No, I'm sorry. He's at 540 this afternoon. So uh, set your alarm for that. Hey, listen, you know, for all the lists we have, in Pittsburgh, of Pittsburgh being the most livable city, the most beautiful city, the city with the best restaurants, blah, blah, blah. I was very upset to read this today. Um, Pittsburgh's been named one of the filthiest cities in America. That can't be. Filthiest, Mike. Seriously, cannot be. <laughs> That's what it says. 25 cities ranked around the nation. Pittsburgh came in at number 21. Now, here's the thing. That's filthy, but it's not like we're the number one filthiest nation. Number one should be filthy. Yeah, okay, filthy. exactly. Thank you for saying that. Quality logo products looked at residents' personal hygiene, Mike, to make a determination. <laughs> um, the surveyors, yeah, the surveyors looked at how often residents showered or bathed, <laughs> brushed their teeth, changed their bed sheets, cleaned their homes, and washed their hands after using the toilet. Okay, Pittsburghers were among the cities where people bathe the least. How can that be? I bathe every day, Mike. So do I. However, Steel City residents were among the cities where people are most likely to wash their hands after using the toilet. So, I mean, at least we got that. At least. That's true. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Democrats on the Judiciary Committee are moving to hold Attorney General William Barr in contempt of Congress for failing to turn over an unredacted copy of the Mueller report. The committee has scheduled a Wednesday morning vote on a contempt citation after Barr missed a 9 a.m. deadline to submit the report. Committee Chairman Jerry Nadler had threatened to move toward a contempt citation after the Justice Department rejected a subpoena for the report and some underlying information. Justice sent a letter to Nadler last week arguing the subpoena was, in its words, not legitimate oversight. Capitol Hill correspondent Wally Hines reporting. Meanwhile, the Justice Department is proposing a meeting to reach an acceptable accommodation with the House Judiciary Committee. On Wall Street, they recovered after a 500-point drop for the first hour The Dow is closed down 66 points. This is SRN News. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, driven by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for over 100 years. Graduation Day is finally here. Celebrate their achievement and leave the catering to Bistro to Go in the Northside. From backyard family gatherings to glitzy affairs, their simply delicious creations are sure to impress. Fresh, unique, and artistically displayed. From crisp salads and fresh fruits to gorgeously grilled chicken or beef and delectable desserts. With vegan and gluten-free options. Reasonably priced, fully staffed, delivered, or ready to go. Celebrate success with Bistro to Go at bistroandcompany.com. Got different companies running your web design, social media marketing, and geofencing, but not sure which is getting you customers and which is a waste of your dollars? Contact us at Salem Surround. We can put all your digital marketing under one roof, give you monthly reports, and instantly move your advertising to the most effective areas of your digital marketing suite. Salem Surround. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. 
Indulge your taste for adventure on a 10-day, once-in-a-lifetime tour of South Africa. Explore Johannesburg, Soweto, and Cape Town. Go on safari through Kruger National Park and come face-to-face with Africa's Big Five. Or dive into the domain of the Great White Shark and live to tell the tale. Pittsburgh Airport Area Chamber presents South Africa. Departing Pittsburgh April 21st of 2020. Full details at paacc.com slash travel. Listen to your favorite Christian programs anytime on the OnePlace app. Download and listen offline. Stream to your car or automated home device. Download OnePlace at Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Pittsburgh Theological Seminary prepares students for ministry in the way of Jesus with Master of Divinity, Master of Arts and Doctor of Ministry degree programs and certificates. Perfect for students with full-time employment pursuing a seminary education. Learn more at pts.edu. Pain or no pain, your wisdom teeth should be checked every year. If wisdom teeth come in properly and meet the right conditions, they are generally safe to keep. But left unchecked, they can put you at risk for gum disease, tooth decay, and damage to adjacent teeth. Some wisdom teeth grow in at such an angle that they never break through the gum, which can lead to tooth decay gum disease, cysts, and tumors. These impacted teeth can only be seen on x-rays, so the damage they may cause can go undetected if they are not checked by a dental professional. Some people just don't have enough room for another tooth in their mouth, so their wisdom teeth can affect adjacent teeth when they come in. This can make it difficult to chew, difficult to keep them all clean, and misalign your teeth. Not all wisdom teeth need to be removed, but they all do need to be monitored by an oral and maxillofacial surgeon. Find a surgeon near you for a complete examination. If your wisdom teeth do need to be removed, the procedure can be done in an office setting with minimal post-operative pain and swelling. Remember, pain or no pain, your wisdom teeth should be checked every year. Find your local oral and maxillofacial surgeon at myoms.org. We'll stay nice through this evening. It'll be mainly clear tonight with a low of comfortable 54. Then tomorrow you'll see sun that mixed with clouds. The high will be 73. Watch out for a shower and thunderstorm in the area during the afternoon. Mostly cloudy with a shower in spots tomorrow night. The low will be near 50. Wednesday we're still on the warm side, but mostly cloudy with a shower. High near 70. Clouds, couple showers, and a thunderstorm for Thursday with a high 74. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Frank Strait. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Welcome in. It's a gorgeous day in the city of Pittsburgh. And if you're listening to us from some other place, gosh, I wish you were here. It's just, it's like 73 degrees and perfect. And my on-air partner, John Hall, decided to not come in because it was just that great. John Hall taking a day off, but new Mike with me. New Mike, hello to you. Hello, Kath. Good to be here. Don't you wish that you were like John and like sitting out on his back deck or something? Yeah, he's currently eating a uh, an apple pie. How do you know that? I just saw his uh, his post, his Facebook post. I'm kind of stalking him, just making sure that he's <laughs> I mean, taking a good vacation. Day. No, that's as it should be. No, I, I appreciate that. He's really eating apple pie. He is. That makes he me is. mad. Yeah, makes so, me mad too. Yeah, his birthday was Saturday. 
And uh, so that's terrific. And if you didn't have a chance to wish John a happy birthday, please find us on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram and uh, wish him a happy day because he's still celebrating, obviously, with the pie and all that. I want some uh, of that. We talked at the beginning of the four o'clock hour that uh, New Mike and uh, Mrs. New Mike celebrated five years of wedded yes. bliss on Saturday as well. Yes. We cheer awesome. you on. Thank you. In your life of marriage. Thank you very um, much. Super fun, Mike. Yes or no? Awesome. It mm-hmm. was a great time. Yes. Was- you shared that it was not a quiet dinner in no. a fancy restaurant. No, 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 no. It was, uh, we are, we're, we're more of the adventurous type, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went to this place called Urban Air. Which I've never heard of. Um, it is an indoor trampoline park. <laughs> and it also has a zip line inside of it, too, as well. And yes, we had a great time, uh-huh. but I do feel my age. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Did you do the zip line? Oh, sh- oh, heck yeah. Okay. After the, <laughs> I read, I did it the first time, and I was like, I don't, I don't know if I could do this again. And of course, I did it again. Uh-huh. And after that, my back and my stomach were like, Mike, you're not, you're not 21 years old anymore. Right, right. How old were you? How old were you when you got married? Um, five years ago, so I was 27. Higher math. Okay, good. All right, great. Yeah. Well, you know, all I can say is I bet there weren't two other people celebrating their anniversary at that place Saturday. Probably not. No, probably no. not. No. But I love the fact that you guys did that. I think that's terrific and kudos Thank to you. you. Thank you very and I'm much. I'm so glad you didn't invite me to come out and jump on a trampoline <laughs> and do the whole climbing thing. But, you know, I salute your uh, right to be completely different, Mike. Thank you, Ken. Yeah. I also want to say, and you know, this is not postable because this is your personal life, but, yes. um, and we do try to make a, a, a break between our personal lives and our public lives. Right. But you shared with me the uh, wedding video mm-hmm. from the night that you uh, became man and wife. Right. It is the single best, and I mean this, the single best first dance of any <laughs> husband and wife couple I have ever seen. Thank you, Kath. It was awesome. That, that's thanks to my wife. Because she is the... Uh, she's the choreographer. She's the choreographer. She's the dancer. She I is. get that. But you, you were right there with her, Mike. Oh, don't don't you, down, you. don't you downplay yourself. Thank you very much. No, man. no. Your involvement was I absolutely had a, I terrific. had a really, really good teacher. Yeah. Really yeah. good teacher. And you are a really, really good student. So Thanks. congratulations to New Mike and Mrs. Thank New you. Mike. All right. We've got a great show ahead. Uh, at 5.40 this afternoon. I'm so geeked about this. I'm so geeked because I love Mythbusters on the Discovery Channel. And um, I get to talk to one of the Mythbusters today. Uh, Adam Savage is going to be with us at 540. I loved that show. Fantastic show. Oh, my gosh. The two of them together and then the other team of three. Oh, I loved them. Anyway, Adam Savage is going to be in Pittsburgh in a little bit. He's written a brand new book, and so he's coming on the show to talk about it. And um, so we'll talk Mythbusters at 540. And also Marilyn McIntyre is going to be with us in just a little bit. We're going to talk about the phrase, may I help you, and why it's often a complicated question. But before we get to that, this. Progressive Christian writer Rachel Held Evans died on Saturday morning. She was only 37 years old. Rachel was prolific in her writing, mostly online and in social media, but in book form as well. Raised in a conservative Bible Belt part of America, Alabama, and later Tennessee, she made a career of speaking against the parts of the church that she saw as patriarchal, judgmental, and hypocritical. She was a button pusher, eager to engage with people she disagreed with, those she thought were pushing outcasts further out of the church. She was engaging, critical, passionate, difficult, and vocal. 
I disagreed with her on nearly everything. Rachel joined John and I here on the show a couple times over the years, and we disagreed. We saw things differently. We'd come to different conclusions. We had different friends. We were part of different tribes. And so conversation wasn't easy, but we had it. And we read her stuff, and we followed her on Twitter, and we disagreed. When I heard she'd become suddenly ill with complications surrounding the flu, I prayed for her. She has a husband, Dan, and two really little kids, three years old and almost one. And I thought how hard it would be to have mommy in the hospital and out of the house. When I read about a week later she'd been put into a medically induced coma due to constant seizure activity, I was shocked. And I prayed for her. And when I heard on Saturday that she'd passed away, I could not believe it. I still can't believe it. And I'm grieving for her today and for her husband and for her children and her parents and all those who love her. And I still disagree with her. And it's okay. I'm so limited in my understanding of who God is, and I've continually shown myself to be unfaithful in word and in deed. And Rachel, she was the same way. We came down on opposite sides of important issues, and our viewpoints never wavered. But she was a person who believed in Jesus, who loved her family, and made tens of thousands of people who felt marginalized by the church heard. I can learn from that. I learned from her. And I'm so, so sorry that she's gone. We, each of us, have to learn how to disagree well. Our theology matters. Our opinions are important. And they're limited. No denomination or theological tradition can sum up the being that created the cosmos out of nothing. And remember that we worship not a belief system, but we worship a person whose name is Jesus. And his ways, they're higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. We aren't him. We see through a mirror darkly. And so a person who believes something different than you might be wrong, but that doesn't exempt you from treating them with kindness. And so today, whether you were a lover or a hater, would you take a minute and grieve for the loss of Rachel Held Evans, a daughter, a wife, a mother, a friend, to many, a defender of the weak. May she rise with Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. This is The Ride Home. WORD. Okay, everybody in the car. Where are we going, Daddy? On an adventure. Yay! Adventures in Odyssey. It's not just a kid's show, it's a show the whole family can enjoy. Listen on this station. Adventures in Odyssey, tonight at 8 on 101.5 Word FM, WORD. It's where the Sahara meets the Nile and the Mediterranean Sea. Only here exist the perfect conditions for growing the finest cotton in the world. I'm John Hall. Nowhere else can you find cotton so luxuriously soft and light, yet super strong and able to hold deep, vibrant colors, wash after wash. It's this very cotton Mike Lindell has used to create my pillows, Giza Dreams bedsheets. Try them once, and you'll never want to sleep on anything else again. 
And right now, get a special 30% off MyPillow Dream Sheets with free shipping. Use promo code WORD when you call 800-391-0954 or place your order at MyPillow.com. 60-day money-back guarantee if you're not completely satisfied. Call 800-391-0954 or visit MyPillow.com and be sure to use promo code WORD for 30% off plus free shipping. Sweet dreams from my pillow. When wet weather is on the way, keep it dry inside with J&D Waterproofing. Water seepage and a sinking foundation can cause major structural damage if left untreated. Joe Belanti and the team at J&D Waterproofing have the experience to correct your water problem with over 72 years in the industry. Call the Tri-State's premier waterproofing company now at 1-800-VERY-DRY for a free estimate and big savings on all waterproofing services for a limited time. J&D Waterproofing, 1-800-VERY-DRY. Yeah, I help you? That's a question I asked about 10,000 times when I worked in retail. I used to sell uh, men's shirts and ties in Kaufman's, which later became Macy's. And so when someone would come up to the counter or would be wandering around my department, I'd say, may I help you? And then later on, when I worked in the uh, interior design field and I sold all sorts of stuff, I sold area rugs and I sold carpeting and, you know, all sorts of stuff that you walk on. Someone walks into the store and you say, may I help you? Um and so you're expecting something, you know, in return. You're expecting, okay, well, you know, this person has come in looking for something that I'm about to sell. But what about when it's in life? What about when you see someone who's in need, someone's clearly struggling, and you say, how can I help you? Uh, Marilyn McIntyre says it can be a complicated question with an even more complicated answer. Marilyn McIntyre is professor of medical humanities at UC Berkeley and the award-winning author of books on language and faith, many of which I love, including Make a List, What's in a Phrase, Pausing Where Scripture Gives You Pause, winner of a Christianity Today 2015 Book Award in Spirituality, and my personal favorite, which is Caring for Words in a Culture of Lies. Dr. Marilyn McIntyre, welcome back. How are you? Thank you so much. It's nice to be back. So, Marilyn, uh, my question asking people in a retail environment, may I help you, is different in essence, I guess, than me looking at someone who's struggling with something in life and saying, may I help you? Well, it is, but it's different by degree. Although when you were describing your work, I was thinking of people in department stores in particular who ask if they can help. And if I say, no, I'm just browsing, I really like them to leave me alone. That's how they can help. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's not code for come closer. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, But but I do think about people who want to help when a friend is in crisis, when someone is suffering, when somebody is sick. Yeah, that's when it gets complicated. Right. So you see someone who's sick or suffering a loss or... um, unwelcome news or the loss of a job or a crisis in the family or whatever it is, and you say, may I help you or how can I help? I think a lot of times we're hoping for something concrete, like, oh, I need dinner tonight, or um, could you pick up my daughter from school? Yes, we are. When I ask if I can help, that is exactly what I want. And I so appreciate it when people give specifics. 
I think, however, it is hard for people to ask for help. And so um, people often get stuck in that transaction because the person offering help is tentative about saying specifically what they might want or need to do. And the person receiving the help doesn't want to be a burden. And so there is a little dance that goes back and forth. But I have had a number of people in my life who have taught me about giving and receiving help in some really useful ways. And one was a woman who suffered a real shock in her family. She was left alone quite suddenly after many years of a marriage. And um, she wrote a little note to 12 of her friends and said, a number of you have asked how you can help, and I'm a little embarrassed to do this, but but here goes. There are some ways you can help. And she was specific about things like, if you're going to call, um, don't make every phone call a therapy session. Mm-hmm. I want to hear about what's going on in your lives. Or if, it would be great if you would ask me over to have a meal with your family because I'm lonely quite a bit these days. But if you're going to do that, maybe you think about doing it Saturday night. That's the worst time. Mm. So it was a real practical little guide to what she needed and what she didn't need. And I thought, what a gift to us that she's enabling us to help. Otherwise, we'd just be um, poking around trying to figure out what we could do and probably doing things that were redundant or unhelpful or intrusive. Marilyn, what about the times when you reach out to someone and they don't say anything? You say, how can I help? And they say, there's nothing you can do, or I don't even know, or and you're really left with nothing. Yeah, if they say I don't even know, my inclination would be to say, it must be difficult right now to know what you need, and I want you to know I'm available. That's one possibility. Another is to make to be specific on my end, if I'm the one offering help, to say, I wonder if I could pick up your groceries. Mm. Just give me a list on Mm -hmm. Monday. I'm going to go grocery shopping. Can I do that? Or could I pick up your kids from school? Or, you know, I know you probably need some meals and you're not feeling like cooking. Is there something specific that you feel like you could eat right now? (laughs) But I think specificity is the key to being helpful and asking questions. Um, There's an art to asking questions without being intrusive. But for instance, you gave two examples of offering help. One is, may I help you? And that's generous and kind, but I really like how can I help you because that opens the conversation on a note of um, specificity. Could you give me some instruction here? Marilyn, what about help that is well-intended but ends up being unhelpful? Oh, my goodness. Well, it seems to me there are a list of things to avoid that we should post if we're mm-hmm, <laughs> caregiving physicians. Right. One is, especially if people are ill, um, the not being intrusive is really important. Uh, and also to remember that when you're standing in someone's room fully clothed and they're in bed in a hospital gown or messy pajamas or something, there's something humiliating about being in that position. And it's up to the person offering the help to close that gap, to bridge it graciously. And not it's a it's a power differential really between the helper and the helped. 
And so what would that look like? How, how would you bridge that gap? Well, one is to, it sounds funny, but if you're in, by, by a bedside, for instance, is to sit down mm-hmm. so that you're not towering over people. Mm-hmm. And to make full eye contact, even if people are looking disheveled and unsightly and embarrassed, to somehow move through the embarrassment, the eye contact, you know, eye to eye, there's an equalizing um, matter there. And I think that uh, you're, you have to be aware that you're you're in intimate space when you're in the presence of somebody who's sick. And so um, to introduce a note of the ordinary, to talk about something you have in common, not the illness, to, you know, make note of something that's going on at a neighbor's house that day or something normalizes the conversation so it's not, I'm well and you're sick, mm, look at that. Right, 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 right. <laughs> You know, one thing that I've noticed in being at bedsides um, is, and this is something that I would never have expected, never, never expected, is that I often sense that, you know, walking in the room, you think, okay, I'm going to visit someone who's sick, so I'm there to help them. But I Mm -hmm. often notice that the person who is sick is more astute uh, and acutely aware of important things than I am. And so yeah. it's not it's not about me going in there to help them. It's the fact that I I now go in there expecting to gain something um, mm-hmm. because they're in a position of much greater sensitivity than I am. Yes, they've been sensitized to their own bodies and to their own mortality. People who are sick or injured or in a place of great need are really having to have a different internal conversation with themselves. And so there's something that good help really requires a humility to say, I don't know what you're experiencing. So many people have said to me over the years, it's just, just don't, whatever you say, don't say, I know how you feel. (laughs) You don't. So to say, I don't know how you feel, I would like to hear anything you have to share. And uh, listening just seems to me to be the first step to being a good helper to ask a question and then really listen. And I think also it's important to get your ego out of of the way. A lot of women especially really like the role of the helper. It's lovely to feel needed. It's Mm -hmm. lovely that you feel very empowered if you can help somebody. And so it's easy to just get into that with your ego and um, become a little bit pushy about wanting to be the one who helps, especially if there's a sort of competition around the bedside, like who's going to be the one to plump the pillow. Right. You know? <laughs> and I think families run into that often when somebody is ill or injured and, and they're hovering around, nobody knows what to do. And so you see this kind of uh, helper competition kick in because people want a little credit for being the good guy. Sure. Dr. Marilyn McIntyre is with me, professor of medical humanities at UC Berkeley and the award-winning author of a whole bunch of books, in caring, including A Faithful Farewell, Living Your Last Chapter with Love. Um, Marilyn, I lost my dad um, within the last couple months, and he was, sick, he was sick for a long time. And one of the things that was hard for me, which I would never have expected ahead of time, is that when, um, when people would call to see how I was, 
it was almost like I had to act like I was doing well so that Mm -hmm. they wouldn't have to fix me, if that makes sense. Yeah. And and I wasn't, it was, it, and I, again, it's a, it's like, even now I have a hard time talking about it because I have a hard time putting words to it, but I felt this type of pressure, like I needed to be handling it well. Yes. I love the line in one of Adrian Rich's poems, uh, there must be those among whom we can sit and weep and still be counted as warriors. <laughs> I think I don't like the warrior analogy, but I do Mm -hmm. like the point she's making, which is that um, people who want to offer friendship in a time of bereavement or crushing experience of some kind really need to offer a place to sit and weep. And uh, that's it's hard to make that hospitable space for weeping except to say something that invites it to say, you know, I I want to be with you if you want company and if all you're able to do today is cry and I want you to feel completely okay about that I'm just gonna be present yeah but I think naming it is helpful people need permission and you know how often when people kind of tear up or start to cry they say I'm sorry because they feel that they're breaking the rhythm of conversation or being intrusive about it and so to give permission ahead of time really opens up some space. Mm-hmm. It, this is what I expect. I expect you're still grieving. I expect it's still hard. Um, so that you know that the expectation isn't that you're going to buck up and move on. Marilyn, anyway, another, th- another thing. There's a lot of, right. a lot of permission giving needed on both sides. <laughs> When you said earlier the the idea that um, when you say how can I help and someone says you know I really have no idea, it, it's surprising how when people and you know since I was the recipient of so so much help from my friends um, and family while my dad was sick, I mean an incalculable amount of of affection and care that I received. I, I was surprised how I could not figure out what I want what I needed or wanted. I couldn't think of anything. And yet I was clearly in a very desperate situation, but I couldn't think of anything. And you'd think, well, why wouldn't you say dinner? Why wouldn't you say, I literally could not think of anything. So someone who said to me, you know what, I'm going to be at your house tomorrow and I'm going to bring food for your dinner. That was such a relief because I couldn't have like considered how helpful that would have been for my family. And so when I walked up to my front door that night and there was food, I thought, oh my gosh, that is so fabulous. Um, But I would not have had the wherewithal to, or I probably wouldn't have been, I would have felt like I was putting somebody out to ask for that. Exactly. So I think, I think to offer help imaginatively by naming specifics like that and to say, this is what I plan to do. Is that all right with you? Mm -hmm. That's great. I mean, I happen to be a vegetarian, so if somebody said I bring dinner, it would be up to me to say, thank you so much, but I just want you to know I don't eat meat Mm -hmm. Uh, or something to give them some guidance. So as I said, it's kind of a dance. I think it makes complete sense that when you're in crisis, you you can't activate your imagination enough to say, this is what I need. But when I thought of the grocery shopping because a friend of mine who 
was in a terrible life situation. Had a neighbor who barely knew her. She had just moved in. But she got wind of what was going on next door, and she came over, and she said, if it's all right with you, and that was an important phrase, I'm going to come pick up a grocery list from you once a week and mm. just do your groceries for the next couple of months because I think that would that's something I can do, and I think it might be something you could take off your list. And she was so grateful. But the if it's all right for, with you gives a person a chance to say, you know, if, it's good for me to get out and I right. like doing my own grocery shopping. So there's a, it's a learning curve on it, both ends, I think, to do help, to give and receive help. Yeah, and it requires a lot of patience and a lot yeah. of kindness. But if we can assume the best in the other, even when someone offers wrongly or someone accepts badly, um, either way, we can at least, okay, this is something that we're going to work on together. This is Dr. Marilyn McIntyre. She's the author of a bunch of books, including A Faithful Farewell, Living Your Last Chapter with Love. A lot more coming up on today's Ride Home. Now that the Easter break is over at Grove City College, like it is over all colleges across the country, everyone now, the students, are looking forward to final exams. And, you know, if you've been to college, whether it's been just a few years ago or decades ago, everybody knows what it's like to <laughs> suffer through the fear and the anxiety uh. of college final exams. The year is coming to a close. Hallelujah. But those finals, that is a whole other rub. Yeah. And here's the thing. It's important to be able to be balanced when you're working that hard. Yes. And I think one of the problems in our current society is that we're raising kids who aren't balanced. They're either way too driven and they have all sorts of emotional problems because of that, or they're too lazy. They're watching, you know, you're doing video games and hanging out in your basement with instead of working. We want something in the middle where we want healthy kids who can work really hard and be well prepared while at the same time being able to not have that tax them to a point where they're unhealthy. That's the point that Grove City College is going for because they want to give kids not just the support of faculty, which they have during finals, the support of the counseling staff there if it's needed, but they also have a great college community of friends willing to come alongside each other and get through a period like finals, which is hard for everybody. I'm into that. Finals are underway at Grove City College. Think about next year gcc.edu. She has a way of communicating to you what's going on and correcting you with you actually wanting to do it. With Dr. Megan Stock, exceptional dental care can be habit-forming. Personally, I was doing some habits that I could have gotten better at, and I never really felt motivated to change before. And then after meeting with Dr. Megan, she said it in such a nice way that it's like, oh, well, maybe I should start doing these things. It changed some of my habits because of her. So it's pretty cool. Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Do you dream of owning your own home? Dollar Bank's free Mortgages for Mothers workshop can show you how to break the rent cycle. You'll learn the right way to home ownership with a plan to strengthen your savings and create less debt. You can even get help with restoring bad credit. Join Lynn Hayes Freeland and Dollar Bank at the free Mortgages for Mothers Home Buying Workshop, Saturday, May 11th at 9 a.m. at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center. Child care will be available. To register, visit mortgagesformothers.com today. Dollar Bank, equal housing lender. Hey, this week, TBN, the largest Christian television network in the world, launches its first daily TV show made particularly for women. 
Better Together is what it's called, and it features different faces and different voices each day. You'll see Christine Kane, Laurie Crouch, Victoria Osteen, Carrie Job, Lisa Harper, and others, all in conversation about things that matter to women. I'm not talking makeup tutorials or room renos. You're going to see and hear women talking about heart issues, friendship, identity, social media, intimacy with God, kids, family, how to hear God's voice. It'll be women talking together about the things you want to talk about, too. So don't miss it. TBN's Better Together, coming up April 22nd. Most clubs you join require an initiation fee or a club membership, but not the Word FM Discount Shopping Club. No, in our club, you save as much as half. That's right, 50% on gift certificates and items from local restaurants, health services, and much more. All from the comfort of your computer or smartphone. Log on now to wordfm.com slash shopping. And I'll see you at the club. Thank you. We'll stay nice through this evening. It'll be mainly clear tonight with a low of comfortable 54. Then tomorrow you'll see sun that mixed with clouds. High will be 73. Watch out for a shower and thunderstorm in the area during the afternoon. Mostly cloudy with a shower in spots tomorrow night. The low will be near 50. Wednesday we're still on the warm side, but mostly cloudy with a shower. High near 70. Clouds, couple showers and a thunderstorm for Thursday with a high 74. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Frank Strait. Oh gosh, that's music that makes me happy. But also makes me really tense. Because I haven't seen Avengers Endgame yet. I'm a huge Avengers fan. I've seen every movie but one. Actually two, including this one. And Avengers Endgame, as we talked about in the last hour, has just now become the second highest grossing film worldwide of all time, um, unseating Titanic, which I got to be honest, I thought was really average. I mean, it was like, it was epic seeing the boat go down, but the whole like, you know, I'm the king of the world and the whole, you know, Celine Dion song, I just couldn't. It's just too much for me, Mike. It was. (laughs) I am so glad that this ship has sailed. I know. Literally. Gosh. I just anyway, so Titanic's now number three, Avengers Endgame is number two, and it can't be long before it's number one. I mean it's only it's only been out for two weeks. Um Avatar is the number one grossing film of all time. I never saw the the uh, green were they green or blue? Blue. Okay. I never saw them. Did you see them? Um I saw bits and pieces of it. What does that mean? You like um, walked through the room while it was yeah, on? Yeah. It was it was on, I think it was on USA or something like that. And so you don't care just, very much about it? No. Okay. No. All right. I didn't care much about it either. Anyway, so I assume that in, what, four weeks or something like that, Avengers is going to be the, uh, Endgame is going to be the. Hopefully. Um, uh, is it too much for me to rush you and ask what your favorite Avengers movie is? Yes. Okay. So yes. We'll, we'll need to talk on that. Perhaps at the end of today's show, you'll Alrighty. have a little, you have a little list for me. Sure. Um, I did see an article in today's New York Post that made me laugh. It says that watching Avengers Endgame could be good for you. Now, how can it be good for you? Because it's just going to be fraught with anxiety and sadness. I mean, I think I know that. There's going to be horrible death, and I don't want one person emailing me and ruining it, but it's going to be horrible death, and I'm going to sob, and it's going to be tense. So how can it be good for me? Well, the New York Post says that um, superhero flicks aren't just great entertainment. They can also help you to – this is probably aiming high – conquer your fears – Improve your confidence, Mike, and reduce your anxiety. Really? Yep. Mm-hmm. Experts say that taking in a big action thriller 
could be used as a kind of, quote, cinema therapy. To treat those with a range of psychological disorders, according to the Sunday Times of London, and they know what they're talking about, the Sunday Times of London, right, when it comes to anxiety, because they were all, like, obsessing over this baby, but now the baby's born. That's awesome, right? (laughs) All right. Uh, Researchers found last month, Mike, that big screen exposure to the adventures of Spider-Man and Ant-Man reduced symptoms of spider and ant phobias by 20%. (laughs) Is that legit? (laughs) That's what it says. That's what it says. There's a little link there that you can click on and see. Yeah, Uh, Watching the Avengers in action reminds viewers that teamwork is vital to success, said another researcher. That's true. I mean, I don't... First off, I'm okay with spiders and ants, so... But I can't... I mean, what does Spider-Man have to do with actual spiders? Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I get the whole teamwork thing. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, the spiders thing. It's weird. I will tell you, though. Tell me. My very favorite Avengers movie out of all of them is Spider-Man Homecoming. Really? Oh, my gosh. I love it so much. I love Peter Parker. I haven't I seen it. Lo- wait, have you, did you say you haven't seen it? I haven't seen <gasps> it. No, I haven't seen it. Anyway, now, what, it's what so good. actor is Spider-Man oh, in this one? I don't remember his name. Is it? It's not... Um, Everybody out there shouting at their radio. Yeah, like, probably. how could you be so stupid not to know that? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to put you on spot Not here. the old one. It's the new one. It only, okay. you know, it came out like, right. what, a year and a half yeah. ago. All right. I can't think of this his name. This guy has more hair, right? The other one had, I never like, saw any of the other ones. Oh, you never saw any? Oh, Kathy. Yeah. What? Oh, man. You have to see the, 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 the original first Spider-Man. I don't think I have to see it. No, you have to. You Why? Have to. Because if you like this one, then you definitely like the first one. I don't the know first one is true. by far. I in my opinion, the first one by far is the, is the better one. Well, who was the Spider-Man them. in that one? <laughs> I forget his name. I forget the actor's name. Great, we're name. useless. Great, we're yeah. two useless people on the air at the same time. That's great. That's, that's just outstanding. Uh, All right, no, wait, you, you go look for that. But speaking of two useless people on the air yeah. at the same time, who loved the Discovery show Mythbusters? I'm telling you, I don't think there's an episode of that show that I did not see. We watched it religiously as a family for years. And I'm so excited because in the on-deck circle, I've got Adam Savage from... Ab- <laughs> Adam Savage from Mythbusters. That's a lot to say. He's got a brand new workout called Every Tool's a Hammer. Life is what you make it. It is a terrific book. And Adam will be in Pittsburgh in just a little while. So, Toby Maguire. That was the first one. All right, but who's the latest one? All right, look it up. We'll be back with Adam Savage from Mythbusters next. Today's Right Home. WORD. Turning Point with David Jeremiah. We will never have any diets. We will eat for enjoyment and for the pleasure of it without bearing any of the human penalties that we now bear. But I want to remind you that program doesn't start till you get to heaven. So I want you to understand that. Right. Join Dr. David Jeremiah for his series, Signs, next time on Turning Point. This evening at 7.30 on 101.5 WORD. Hey, Grandma and Grandpa. When you retire, will you take me to Disney World? Can we go to a movie? Grandma, can you teach me how to knit? Grandpa, will you throw the baseball around with me? They won't always be so little. Make sure you plan now so you can start making more memories. Because big or small, those moments matter. They are what you've worked your entire life for, and they just might turn out to be some of the best moments of your life and theirs. I'm Kurt Kenotic, CEO and financial advisor at Accurate Solutions Group. 
Call our team to start your personalized income plan for your own retirement blueprint. 412-515-3555. That's 412-515-3555. At Accurate Solutions Group, we help people retire with confidence, clarity, and independence. We do the planning so you can make the memories. 412-515-3555. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. They didn't teach us this in Bible college. A family in my church has asked me to help with their son who's addicted to heroin. They're in a serious crisis, and I'm so busy with everything else at the church. How do I help them? For over 50 years, Western Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge has come alongside local pastors to help them in the fight against addiction in their congregations. Call 724-265-4100 now. Western Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge, bringing wholeness to the hopeless. New message. Your social security number has been suspended. If you do not contact us, your account will be deactivated. Scammers are aggressive when they contact a potential victim. Social Security Administration employees will never threaten you for information or promise benefits in exchange for information. In those cases, the call is fraudulent and you should just hang up. Don't provide any personal or financial information to these thieves. Call the Social Security Fraud Hotline at 1-800-269-0271. They're not in it for the money. They don't do it for the fame. It's certainly not about the fringe benefits. No, for a Christian teacher, the real reward is found in the everyday triumphs of a child as they learn not only about their world, but discover their unique place in it. This is how love inspires learning. Visit pittsburghchristianschools.net. Education for mind and soul. pittsburghchristianschools.net. Listen, when I heard that music, people, I had to sit down and pay attention. I loved Mythbusters. I mean, I couldn't believe when I'd talk to people and they'd say, what's that? What do you mean? How are you not watching this show? So happy to have Adam Savage with us today. Adam is a maker, a designer, a television host, a producer, a husband, and a father. He was the co-host of all 278 glorious hours of Mythbusters on the Discovery Channel for 14 years and host of its 2019 spinoff, Mythbusters Junior, as well as several other TV shows. He also makes stuff and tells his stories on his website, which is tested.com. So happy to welcome in Adam Savage. Adam, so glad you're here. What a delightful welcome. That was that was wonderful to listen to. Listen, I'm a geek fan. Now, let me tell you that <laughs> I watched this show when my kids were little. Uh, I would say early elementary school. And then we watched it over the years as they got into junior high. And it was my, and I mean this sincerely, it was my husband and my favorite thing to watch with the kids. Because you know when you're, you have kids of your own. So you know when kids are little, they're just naturally creative. They just make stuff, right? Yep. My oldest daughter, totally. my oldest daughter had two imaginary friends. She's going to love that I talk about this on the radio. She had two imaginary <laughs> friends. Her The first one was called Tuna Batu, and the second one was called Helen Camaria. 
Okay. We're not sure why one had one name and one had two names, but whatever. Right. So they're just naturally creative, but there's this weird space that you get into when they're like in fifth grade or sixth grade. They start to notice everybody around them and they start to get afraid. Mm -hmm. And then it starts to get weird. And then all of a sudden it's like the creativity gets completely smashed because they're afraid of what everyone else is going to say about them. Totally. Yeah, exactly right. My experience is, is, is precisely the same. Yeah. So what is it? Like, how do you, um, how do you encourage, cre- and it doesn't just happen with kids. I mean, it can happen with adults, depending on your work environment or who your family is or whatever. What do you do when the creativity you're longing to at least attempt, you just feel like gets tamped down all around you? That's just such a wonderful question. And one of the, when, when I was hosting Mythbusters, one of the questions I would get a lot and this is germane to this answer, was how do we get little girls interested in science? And a wonderful female scientist gave me the answer, which was just get the hell out of their way. Right, yes. And you know this with kids. is If you get out of their way and let them explore the things that they're interested in, they're going to understand and discover all sorts of amazing things about the world. And one of the difficulties is, just as you're saying, when you reach 12, 13 years old, your peers start to stand starkly in the way of the things that you're interested in. Because when you get interested in something, it makes you vulnerable. Your passions reveal things about yourself. And there are people who might act in bad faith to use that against you. And the same thing can happen with adults. And we end up growing up feeling like our weird hobbies aren't worth exploring because somehow they're they're less than. And so, like, my advice about that is get out of your own way. I, I wrote the book as partially of a permission slip to people to explore those strange, weird secret thrills that they feel might not be necessarily useful um, because there's a lot to discover there. Mm-hmm. There is so much to discover there. And, and talk about your story personally, though, because, you know, I only know you from Mythbusters, as do most people. And you write at the beginning of your book that your story is more of a path with many forks. So what did you think you were going to be when you started out? Uh, the very first thing I thought I wanted to do for a living by the time I was like six or seven years old was I thought I wanted to design things for Lego. Oh, uh, would have been fun. Right. I just that was my entire life was, was Lego. And then Star Wars came out when I was 10. And I, I, in reading magazines about Star Wars, like Cine Fantastique and Famous Monsters, I discovered that there were people who actually built that stuff. And I thought, oh, I want to do that for a living. And then I, I went through a bunch of different careers. I thought I wanted to be an actor for a while. And then I got into graphic design. And then I got into being an animator. And then I moved to San Francisco. And uh, it, in every case... You know, the decisions at the end, I ended up working for Lucasfilm. I ended up working for George Lucas on the Star Wars prequels. And so that looks like a fairly linear path. That is so cool that you were able to do that. But uh, yeah, and it like it blew my mind. And yet, while it looks linear from the outside, from the inside, I was just making a series of decisions about how things were going that month, you know? Doesn't it frustrate you when you see kids who are put into a box as far as what do you want to do? I remember when one of my daughters was in seventh grade, it was like the first week of school and they had an assembly and they said, okay, so 
what do you want to do? Because it, whatever you want to be when you grow up is going to determine what class you take next semester and next year. And we want to make sure you're perfectly prepared by the time you graduate from high school so you can get into the right college and so you can. And I thought to myself, <laughs> I don't know what I want to be. Why is my 13 year old kid going to know what they want to be? I just think it's a, I think it's a bankrupt understanding of how our creativity and our lives develop. It totally is. I I did an interview this morning with a radio host who showed me a list he made of all the greater New York area radio stations when he was 13 years old. So clearly, this is what he wanted his whole life. But for every person like that, countless other people have had seven or eight different careers before they got to where they, you know, when where they are sitting next to you at your workplace. Uh, and I, I, I do think you're right. I think we do a disservice to kids by trying to box them in or telling them that they must choose. Adam Savage is with me, co-host of all 278 awesome hours of Mythbusters. <laughs> I can't say Mythbusters. It's very hard for me. Yeah, it's a dis- It is on the Discovery Channel for 14 years. And he's the author of the brand new book, which is terrific. And you need to get it immediately. Every tool's a hammer. Life is what you make it. All right, Adam. So you write that the things that we make can give us power and insight, but at the same time, they make us vulnerable and they can expose us. And I, I got to be honest, I read that and I thought that's the exact thing to me that is the scariest about doing radio is that I want to do it and I want to produce something that's valuable, but you put so it, it, it's so intensely personal while at the same time it's public and you know that you're risking hearing something truly awful coming back at you in the form of an email or a letter to my boss or you know whatever it is that is the greatest description to me of of what a life of pursuing something you want to be excellent at is all about um you know we gravitate towards the kinds of stories we want to share with our fellow members of our culture uh and we seek to tell those stories to the best of our ability. And when you do that, you confront yourself. So you reveal yourself. And yeah, the, putting that stuff out there does make us vulnerable. But it also it also lifts the entire... It, is, it doesn't lift the culture. It is culture, you know? That is, culture is simply all of the members of, of, of a group uh, expressing their experience through their, through their voices, through their bodies, through their hands, through their eyes, through their work. Adam, what do you say to somebody who says, well, you know, I don't paint or I'm not, you know, I don't write stories or I don't dance or play jazz. Um, I wish I was creative. (laughs) I hear that all the time. And I love pointing out that anything you do that requires all of your ingenuity is a creative enterprise. I've had people tell me, oh, I don't make, I code. And I love pointing out that coding is deeply making, that I consider making to be as broadly defined as any time you reach out to make something from nothing. Uh, And it is, again, I submit that what we are doing when we make anything, whether it's an algorithm for mining data or it's a a table, um, is we are telling stories to Mm -hmm. each other. We We are doing what humans have always done. We are using tools and we are sharing stories. And what's better than a good story? Indeed, oh. indeed. I, you know, we're so narrative. Like I've heard people say, we're addicted to narrative. I don't even think that we're. Addi- I think we are narrative. Mm-hmm. I think yes. that the, the. I think we invented language in order to be able to share stories. 
Yeah, and being able to tell a story in a physical form. Like, I've just never been able to build anything. And I think that's one of the things that I loved most most about Mythbusters. Well, plus the quote, I reject your reality and substitute my own, which has just become, it's just become, you know, family language um, around our house. But I just, I love that idea of being able to pursue something and just give it a try. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, the... the the other thing that I get a lot is people asking me how to get started, and I, I love just pointing out that merely starting is the most important part. It doesn't matter how, and it doesn't matter what materials you have around you. It's just getting started. And also, actually, really realizing that there are some things that some of us are built for that others aren't. Like, I have lots of great friends who are wonderful screenwriters, and while I love mm-hmm. talking to them about movies, I've learned that my brain just doesn't work in the way that theirs does. That's, I'm not built for writing screenplays, which is fine. That's just how my brain works. I'm built for building physical things. Adam Savage, he's the author of Every Tool's a Hammer, Life is What You Make It, a brand new book that you should definitely get. And the good news is that you can see Adam in person. He's coming to town Saturday, May 11th, 7 p.m. for the Pittsburgh Arts and Lecture Series, which we all know is terrific, at Carnegie Lecture Hall in Oakland. If you find us on our website, johnnycathyshow.com, you can find a link to tickets. I certainly hope to be there um, because Adam Savage is just one of my favorite TV personalities of all time. Adam, you have encouraged me by what you wrote in your book. And so thank you. Oh, thank you. I hope that um, showing your kids Mythbusters didn't cause them to set anything on fire that you cared about. Well, they've become very weird, and I think I blame you. (laughs) It's Adam Savage. Good. Every tool's a hammer. Life is what you make it. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, Find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, WeatherTech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters, always a favorite. Extreme car and truck in Bridgeville, for the extreme in all of us. At extremetruck.net. Five years ago, a National Barna Omni poll discovered that 77% of evangelicals believe we're now living in the end times as described by the Bible. But how can we really know? Don't miss the most comprehensive, in-depth, prophetic end-time seminar anywhere. You'll be amazed at how much information God's Word provides. This informative end-time seminar begins Saturday, May 11th in the morning at Christ Church at Grove Farm. To learn more, go to endtimeseminar.com. That's endtimeseminar.com. Shalom. Abraham here from Rock of Ages Messianic Jewish Congregation. We were blessed to help sponsor the Word FM prayer conference last weekend. Thank you to all who stopped by our table and checked out what God is doing among His Jewish people. This Saturday, May 11th, my congregation is hosting a seminar on how to share Jesus with Jewish people. Please consider helping us as we bring Jesus back to His own people. Register or more info at rockofagesmjc.org. That's rockofagesmjc.org. Share, like, comment, tweet. Are these foreign terms to your business? 
They may not be to your competition and the reason you're losing sales. We're Salem Surround. We take the mystery of digital marketing off your shoulders, letting you run your business while we deliver customers. We offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. This week at Walgreens, get great deals on the essentials you need. Now, select varieties of Arm & Hammer laundry detergent. 99 cents with online coupon and card. Walgreens, trusted since 1901. Pittsburgh Theological Seminary prepares students for ministry in the way of Jesus with Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, and Doctor of Ministry degree programs and certificates. Perfect for students with full-time employment pursuing a seminary education. Learn more at pts.edu. People are texting me, emailing me, DMing me, saying, Tom Holland, you idiot. He's who Spider-Man is. I couldn't think of his name. Thank goodness I have so many friends to back me up. Jeez. Anyway, we're talking about uh, Marvel movies. And, uh, of course, Avengers Endgame has just taken over the number two spot. uh, Highest grossing film in the number two uh, right after Avatar. Um, took over the number two spot from Titanic. Anyway, so we were talking about favorite Marvel movies, and uh, I've got my list. New Mike. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to tell you what it is? Sure. Bring it. This is in order. Number one, Spider-Man Homecoming. Okay. Number two, Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Number three, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, oh, which I yeah. believe is better than one. Uh, four, The Avengers. Five, Cap. Six, Black Good Panther. Mm. Seven, Winter Soldier. Eight, Infinity War. Nine, Thor Ragnarok. That's a good one. Isn't that a funny one? That's a good one. It's a really funny one. Number 10, Guardians of the Galaxy. Number 11, Iron Man 2. 12, Doctor Strange. 13, Thor. 14, Thor 2. 15, Civil War. I have not seen Ant-Man. You need to see Ant-Man. I I hear it's very funny. What's your favorite? Uh, Iron Man 1. Such a crowd pleaser. Really is. Don't you you love it? Do you know that they almost uh, hired Tom Cruise instead of Robert Downey Jr.? And I'm so glad that they did. Can you imagine? Boy... We dodged one there. We sure did. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 